Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Did you guys see the wreck? Yeah. Yeah, we saw it. We got here a little bit early mm-hmm. and we were sitting there waiting. When the ambulance and the... And the ambulance and the other thing pu- pulled up oh, there. The fire truck. So, yeah, we saw it. Thankfully, we were... Already sitting. Yeah. I was coming f- our coffee and I'm like... Hey, look there. There looks like there was brick over there on that that highway. We were rubbernecking, but from the parking lot. So I had okay. to call, I had to rubberneck because everybody else did. So mm-hmm. it's like okay, whatever. And then do a U turn like on sixty third, but you can't actually do a U turn. So I had to turn around, and I was hoping you could come back through those like duplexes, but yeah. there's not a street to come back yeah, through there. I knew there oh, wasn't. It's like, ugh. yeah. So then There's only one there. way to get here. And I have to pee the entire time. <laughs> oh, that makes it even worse. It makes you, your road rage is amped up when your bladder is full. Yeah. The worst part was when I got here, instead of going into the elevator to come up here, mm-hmm. I went to the bathroom and Eggman walks out the elevator and sees me and I'm like, I gotta pee. <laughs> like, don't talk, don't talk to me. <laughs> He's like, actually, I had to talk to you about what, something. He was messing with me. Did you like, say, come in the bathroom and talk to me through the stall? <laughs> I was just like, no. You no one will care. I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely an issue. And I still have this cough thing going on. Yeah. Because it, now it's not a cold anymore. It's allergies. So I'm coughing so much that I nearly pee my pants about every five minutes, you yeah. know, because I'm hack, hack, hack. Whoop. <laughs> so it's horrible. That's I guess that's what happens when you get old. <sighs> old people problems. It was it was not a bad week here. I feel kind of underdressed because you both have beautiful St. Patrick's Day necklaces on, and I do not. I don't know who you guys had to flash to get those, but obviously, you want to go to no Henry one would give me anything if I flash them anyway. <laughs> go get some green beer after this if you want to. Green beer? No. That's where I got this. Guinness only, honey. <laughs> you can put some green dye in that too. No. Yeah, but... Real Irish people drink Guinness. Actually, somebody we work with was telling me she got a glass of white wine at lunch today, and they put green dye in it. Mm. That seriously is disgusting. Mm. No, thank you. I don't drink beer, so... I am wearing my lucky shirt, though. Yeah. This is my lucky tea. And it's got shamrocks on it, so you don't really need... And it was given to me by my friend Bonnie... Mm-hmm. Yep, and she has one just like it at her house, but she didn't wear hers today because, well, mine it's very see through. It's very see through, <clears throat> and mine sits very low. Yeah, <laughs> so I can't wear that without a t shirt. It doesn't a... matter if mine is see through because there's really nothing to see. So, <laughs> but I wore it to work today hmm. anyway. I don't care. When I wear it, it, I mean, I can't wear that to work. There's, they'd kick me out. It's so against the dress code. I would have so much cleavage showing, it wouldn't even be. I'm going to keep hacking all the way through the stinking podcast tonight. So I apologize in advance because I'm still coughing. That's okay. You know how Isn't long there it a took Pokemon, me? Pokemon card for that? Coughing? Don't ask me. I didn't watch Pokemon. Never been a Pokemon person? Never. 
playing yeah, I have a son that was, so. Well, Tyler did too, but when he started talking about Pokemon and started like, it was kind of like he started talking about Pokemon and it was blah, 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 blah. Here we are for another Friday when we should be drinking beer, but instead we're talking books. And drinking coffee. Yes, and drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. I just had a n- nice, serious shot. Oh, cappuccino. Cappuccino. Had myself cappuccino with an extra shot. <laughs> so I feel like uh, I'm pretty amped up and ready to roll. How about you guys? Yeah. <clears throat> pretty amped up and ready to go. Got an extra shot in mine. Woot woot. <laughs> have you already had some green beer? I think yeah, did. I did. She, Except I don't drink beer, so I had something else. What so did you have? Green shots. A vodka. You had vodka and before Red you Bull. came to the podcast. Yeah, dude, that like, is so, that is so rude. You didn't even bring drinks with you. <laughs> Next time I'll bring an entire bottle. Yeah, with some Red Bull because that's what I drink it with. Uh. Sugar free. That sounds really disgusting, dude. I mean, it's actually that. really good. Yeah. Well, I've never tried it though, so I guess I can't. Speak I'm also not a big drinker, and that's the only drink I ever drink. So, I but wondered like, why you were so chatty tonight. The that's caffeine why. from the Red Bull gives you lots of energy, <laughs> and then you still get the buzz from the from the vodka. Oh. So it it's like a so drink for people that, who fall asleep when they drink, that's a really good drink to have. It's what I've heard. I haven't actually. Yes. I haven't had it myself. It would be a good one for me because I'm one that. I drink one drink and I'm like, it's that time. <laughs> well, for me, usually by the time I get off work, I just want to go home and go to bed. It doesn't yeah. matter what time yeah. it is. I'm just uh-huh. like, I'm done with the day. I'm off work. So if somebody makes me go to the bar afterwards, I have to have Red Bull. And you usually don't notice the effects of it mm-hmm. until you don't drink a Red Bull and go to the bar. Uh, yeah. And that's when I figured out, I was like, I actually need this. <laughs> To function mm. properly after 5 p.m. Well, you know what's in that stuff, don't you? Caffeine and lots of other stuff that I don't really care about. And a, a little thing called taurine, which is, I heard it is derived from bull semen. Yeah. You know, coffee, they put their red dye something in it that's derived from bug guts from yeah. at Starbucks. So mm-hmm. you that's can't dis- pull that on me. That's disgusting. What? <laughs> I don't get red dye in my coffee. Uh, it's like in... it was, do, you, have, do you ever have pumpkin spice lattes? No, yeah. I never do. But they changed it because there was Supposedly. such a big deal because the people who were vegan <laughs> were throwing a fit because when everyone found this out. Because, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taurine is an blah, blah, blah. organic compound that is widely distributed in animal tissues. Oh, I always told... was Somebody told me it was bull semen. So it's in yeah. the semen. Which is they say that about Red Mountain Bull. Dew, too. Which is, oh, well. They, I don't know. I don't really believe. I don't know. I'm just giving you a drink time because I, like. I can, Nicole. Thank you. Well, you should have said, I love Bull semen. But Next time I'm going to get you guys if drunk natural, before you come It's up natural. Here. At least it's not some chemical compound that we're putting into our drink. Well, snot is natural, too, and I'm not eating that. Well, no, but <laughs> if somebody put it into a drink, you might. <laughs> I don't think so. I've never been a booger eater, and I'm never going to be a booger eater. Unless you don't know about it. And then I'll be very cross if I find out. <laughs> this has just gone a very awkward direction. This, this has gone I think that's the point. We have to be a little awkward in order to be entertaining, How right? How do we even start talking about bull semen? <laughs> <laughs> 
because uh, we were talking about Red Bull. <laughs> Gives maybe, you wings. That's, maybe that's why they call it Red Bull, because it has bull yes, in it. Yes, that's what I was trying to t- tell you before, and you were ignoring me. <laughs> well, I don't really care for Red Bull. I like the sugar-free kind. I haven't tried that one. Maybe I should try that one. I do like Red Bull, but I can't drink it very often. Oh, well, how about next time we bring Red Bull... To I'll bring the a session. Well, for you. do you still have that vodka that we bought a few I weeks do. ago? I do. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey, we'll just drink bottles. that tomorrow night. I'll bring oh, you Red yeah, Bull tomorrow. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There N- you go. Nicole and Bonnie are both coming over to my house for pizza and beer tomorrow night. You want me to bring Red Bull? Sure. Yes. You bring I'd have Re- to see if Tyler can come can drop me off and pick me up if I'm going to be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a designated driver available for you. Yes, I need. <clears throat> Might need Dylan to take me home. <laughs> Why have a teenage of, son if they can't drive your guests home? I know that's one of the great things about having a teenage son. It's my payback for teaching my son how to drive. That's right. He's you now have my to pick me up driver. at the bar when needed. I used to have to pick my sister up for her. We've actually never taken advantage of that, but it was always a great gimmick, yes. though. Oh, I have. We could say, if, we, if we're going to have some beers, that means you have to drive us. Except the when I did use it, because I went over to a friend's house and we were drinking and playing games and stuff, and I had Tyler drive me, but then he wanted something to do, so I ended up having to give him 40 bucks so he could go to the mall and a movie just to be my designated <laughs> so driver. So you probably would have been better off just calling an Uber. Probably. <laughs> oh, well. I love you, mon ami. You know what? He had some fun. I had some fun. Fun was had by all, and I think that's the point here, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. And tomorrow night, some fun will be had by all as well. Mm-hmm. And next next week, maybe we'll tell you about it, if we have a lot of fun drinking Red Bull. Well, if we have too much fun, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> it's because okay. This is a podcast. We can talk about that kind of stuff without getting in trouble. What happens on Pizza Night stays at Pizza Night. <laughs> now I'm worried about going to Pizza Night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I do have some recording devices uh, stashed away in my microwave and the toaster. You know, when I used to house it for you every once in a while, I'd be on the couch, you know, just kind of laying around watching TV and stuff going, you know, maybe, you know, going, oh, my bra's uncomfortable and take it off and go, I wonder if they have hidden cameras here anywhere. (laughs) No, we don't. We don't. Because if we did, whoever was watching them would get a serious eyeful. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I mean, not for me when I was watching your house. I was always there alone. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, but I do have a teenage son. Remember that. That's very true. Oh, I don't want to even think about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Should so, we talk books? Yeah, I think we should probably just switch this very quickly before it goes even worse. Yes. <clears throat> Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have some other awkward thing you'd like to bring up. No, I was just... <laughs> see how many stories I can ring out of you tonight. <laughs> and we're not the ones that drank vodka before the session. It was you. I think maybe we should get her liquored up more often. I know, right? Kind of fun. <sighs> All right. Who's first tonight, kids? I haven't gone first in a while. Maybe I should go first. I think you yeah. should go first. I can't go first. Remember, I jinx it. So yeah. go right ahead. All right. All right. I read a book called Sleeping Giants by Sylvie, Sylvian Newell. I think he's French. I could be wrong. Maybe not. Um, but it was really interesting. And, you know, it was a little on the cheesy side, too. I have to admit that throughout the book, I was thinking movie. 
And you know how I feel about that. Yeah. It's almost like certain authors tend to write for the screen. And you can kind of tell just by the way they do it. Um, However, this was such a fun and compelling book that I really don't care. (laughs) <laughs> it was really a fun, fun, fun read. So even though it was cheesy, it was, it was che- still- yeah. The cheese in it was was very, very thick in spots. The very beginning of it should have tipped me off a little bit, but I love I kept reading it anyway. Uh, for one thing, uh, the beginning of it takes place in South Dakota, which and I'm from Wyoming, so yeah, close know, neighbors. <clears throat> and this 11 year old girl falls into a hole. I guess the ground just sort of collapses underneath her and she mm-hmm. falls into this hole and she has to be rescued. Well, no, when they go to the hospital and they ask her if she remembers anything, she's like, well, uh, I fell in a hole. And the, the firefighter says, do you want to see a picture? So he shows her a picture and she's laying in the palm of a giant hand in the ground, 30 feet down. That's weird. That's weird. Super weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, that's the the beginning. And then it skips over time, like they always do. Yeah. <clears throat> and she's a physicist. And all of a sudden, she's drafted to study the hand that they found when she was 11. Now, when they drafted <clears throat> her, did they know that she was the little girl that fell in the hand? I think so, yes. Okay. Pretty sure. So yeah. that's probably why they picked her? I guess. It was, it was very interesting from the standpoint of alien artifact type stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know i love that kind of science fiction <laughs> yeah. crap i do i love it uh so she she d- starts to study the hand and she realizes that it is not of this world for one thing it glows and it has these characters um on it so it's glowing all the time like it's turned on or something not like a woman when she's turned on but you know <laughs> well, I'm starting I don't to have... digress again. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she gets to studying the thing and she's and she's there's a chamber that this hand is found in. And the walls of the chamber are similar metal to what the hand is made of. And it is a very bizarre material, which is not found on Earth. So long story short, she kind of decides, well, if there's a hand, then there must be an arm. And if there's an arm, there must be a leg. And if we're going to try to find the rest of the parts of this thing, whatever it is, then we need to devise a way of doing it. So she develops this test, sort of. Well, it's not really a test. It's a, a dispersion of certain types of particles, which she thinks will cause the metal in the parts to turn on and make the hole like it did with her Mm -hmm. like it spontaneously makes a hole in the ground wherever the part is hidden yeah so she gets with a bunch of army people and they fly a black helicopter over i think the first one they find is in iraq or someplace like that where they're flying over and they disperse their particles. And sure enough, a hole opens up in the ground and they find, can't remember what the next part is they find. I think it might be an arm. I, I think it kind of has to be an arm because then they realize that they connect. Mm-hmm. They can't see how they would connect, but when they put them together, they like, mm-hmm. you know, like almost magnetically go together. And then they can't get them apart. 
It's like the robot's building itself exactly back or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, it's like assembling itself. So it makes you wonder how the hand was in one it was in South Dakota, but the arm was yes. all the way in. See, Iraq. that's what made it interesting. Is all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. Well, not only is there an ancient civilization, possibly alien, involved here, but why did they split it up and bury it all over the world? Yeah. <clears throat> well, they do find all the pieces. What and at a pretty decent amount of time they she starts to theorize that it is not a man. It's a woman. Which is also interesting because usually mm-hmm. these big giant things that people find are men, but she decides she thinks it's a woman. Or at least look like men. I mean, there's... Right. Well, and then when they find the torso, they realize it has it breasts. Yeah. So therefore, it's a woman. And she thought so all along. And when they find the torso, they realize that it's a control room. Oh. And so the pilot, um, who had recently uh, had a tear in her retina and wasn't able to fly with for the army anymore... <clears throat> She puts on the helmet because there's a helmet in there. There's two helmets in there. Inside the control panel? There's or a control? Because the, the control sphere in the center has a spot for the control of the head and torso and arms. And then there's a separate one for the legs. But the gre- really creepy thing is the legs are backwards. That's weird. So yeah. It so, like- so it walks backwards. Hmm. So a human can't do it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she she's the pilot is in there messing around and they're looking at everything. And she puts the helmet on her head and all of a sudden she screams, Bleh! you know, freaks out. She passes out. They take her to the hospital and discover that her eyes, that her eye is completely healed. So wow. it healed her eye, which... It has the technology to automatically heal the pilot. Yeah, but then they injured. try to put it on somebody else, and it won't work for anybody else. It's almost like it paired with her. That's and she's the only one that can use that helmet. But she's the one who is the pilot. Now, was anybody else a pilot or just <clears throat> Well, her? her co-pilot is a guy that she, and, and they start training him to do the legs, but the helmet won't work for him. Huh. And that's what makes the story start to become interesting is because the dynamic between them, they're kind of mm, trying to maybe hook up a little bit. Uh-huh. She's real prickly. Uh-huh. And he's trying to break her down and blah, blah, blah. It's not really a love, there's not really a love story in there, but there's definitely sexual tension involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that dynamic. And then they hire a linguist, a French linguist, to come in. And they're all up there drinking and screwing around in the control room one night. And he puts on the helmet and it turns on for him. And this is the one for the feet. Yes. And the other guy has been in there for like six months training, figuring out how to work everything. And all of a sudden it's out the window. Oh. So, of course, major, major stuff happening. I'm not going to go any further than that because at this point it really starts to get weird. And um, a bunch of really catastrophic shit happens. But they do figure out that 
they can move her around. Mm-hmm. They can move the robot around. And you find out a little bit about what it's for. And you find out that it's a weapon. Mm-hmm. Which might ex- interesting. Which might explain why it was, you know, buried all over the world. Because if somebody just found a fully functioning weapon right. like mm-hmm. that laying in the ground, you know, it would be... But I guess technology had to reach a certain point before the pieces would turn on and it had to do with nuclear capabilities i think it sounds like really interesting and not something that you see in mo- like well that you've seen in movies so far mm-hmm. right well at first i thought you know cuz i'm not really a comic book girl i don't i'm not interested in mm-hmm. comic books i don't really do the superhero thing very much and i at first i thought cuz i've never seen iron giant because that's a movie, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a little bit so. different, though. But I've seen I, it. so I was thinking, hmm, I wonder if there's a connection to to that. And then about three quarters of the way through, I googled to find out if a movie had already been made based on this. But turns out it's being made right now, oh. or or their the rights have been sold anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it is a really compelling story. It's really interesting it does sound interesting because it's so complex and of course there's all kinds of corruption and everybody fighting over it and all of the things that you would come to expect and there's a sequel so i'm very interested to see if i can get my hands on that too i don't remember it's called something gods walking gods or Something. I looked it up, but anyway, I'm not going to bother <laughs> you know, to look we it up. When we were in half price books a while ago, there was something with the where gods was in the title that I looked at, but I didn't pick it up and see what it was. Well, you're probably thinking of American gods. Well, there was a couple, but there was yeah. one. I'll have to look. Let me look it up real quick here. You have to let me see the cover. It kind of that book kind of reminds me of. What was that um, movie that came out? I want to say it was called War of the Worlds, where aliens buried themselves yeah. or yeah. buried the something yeah. in the center of the earth, and then it came up yeah. years and years later. Iron Man, or wait, what was the one you said? The Iron Giant? Iron or? Giant was like the robot aliens like came to earth, uh-huh. so they weren't here already. Okay, but because that was buried, that's what it made me think yeah. of, because it was buried. Maybe it's like a cross between that and <coughs> Iron Giants. Mm-hmm. It sounds, I don't know. But it does sound interesting. Oh, yeah. Now I want to read it, because I like... It's what? just really... Yeah. Um, and there, like I said, there were some sections in it that were very cheesy. Um, very convenient. <laughs> and I hate that. But at the same time, it was the kind of it was the kind of book where there was enough good stuff about it that it I just really felt and I read it so fast. Oh my gosh. There's sometimes that the cheesiness doesn't bother me, so, you know, so long as it's not whole sections that are cheesy. And so long as it's, you know, not so cheesy that it The series is called The Themis in. Files. The Themis Files? Themis. F- T-H-E-M-I-S. 
Waking Gods is book two, and it doesn't look like book three is out yet. Okay, so Dave, David Kep to adapt Themis Files for Sony. Sony sounds like a one of the movie places that would do that because I think they also do Iron Man. Yeah. Do they? Make yeah. a hero movie. And people truly are very into movies. They're in looking which... at um, Chris Pratt for the male lead. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> that would be a huge movie then. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, it really feels like it feels like a blockbuster. And I will tell you how confident I am in this. Mm-hmm. I immediately went on Amazon and ordered a first edition of this book because Ooh. this is the first one. This is going to be big. Buy it. Put it on your bookshelf. It will be worth money someday. Trust me on this. Mm-hmm. It just I just know it. There are some things I just know, and this is it. I get excited because that's that's going to make me money someday. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what's that one called again? It's called Sleeping Giants by Sylvian Newell. N-E-U-V-E-L. Newville. Newville. And it's the Themis Files. <clears throat> Waking Gods. I'm going to have to read that one next. But we will see. Sounds like a good book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to go next? Do you want me to go next? Well, I can go <clears throat> next because it sounds a whole lot better than the book I read this week, <laughs> which I, I've kind of been in a slump. The last few books that I've read, I've been extremely disappointed in. Mm-hmm. And um, the book I read this week is called The Technologists by Matthew Pearl. And it started out to be extremely interesting because it starts out with a huge... Um, disaster um, in Boston at the Bay. And this is said in 1868. I should have said that. And something messes with the navigation and the compasses on all of these boats that are coming into the harbor to unload their their products. And a bunch of them crash and people die. And um, then another incident happens not very long afterwards and only one person dies in that one Mm -hmm. and when i very first started reading this i i kind of thought that it was going to be more scientific and with a little bit of mystery and it didn't turn out that way but what it is is after these two disasters happen in boston um the students at a college called the Massachusetts Institute for Technology start researching what could have happened, what scientific um, explanations there are to these two disasters happening. Mm -hmm. And which was interesting because this is also a time where technology is starting to get big and we're starting to get into the industrial, industrial revolution but there's a lot of religious and very traditional people oh. who are against technology because they think that it's it's evil. Like Darwin, Darwin's theory comes it's out about still this. that yeah. way, honey. But it, in early on, it was definitely way worse, right? Because all of this is so new, and one of their biggest rivals is Harvard, and Harvard is very about tradition. They think that you have to be high class to have an education. And one of the main characters 
in this book from the Boston or the Massachusetts Institute of Technology is on a charity scholar. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they're paying for him to go and Harvard thinks that this is wrong because you shouldn't waste that kind of knowledge on poor people or women. That's like calling someone a mudblood. I wonder how like now. true mm-hmm. this is because MIT, I mean, it already sounds like MIT and Harvard. Like, it does. Yeah. Right. I think it's based on, well, <laughs> after reading the whole book, I don't think it's very true, but <laughs> yeah, but it could be that they played on the rivalry between the two, but this is supposed to be when, um, MIT was very first built. This is like mm-hmm. the first year that they're open. Oh, okay. And so a lot of people are against this institute. So everything that happens, like any weirdness that happens in the town, they try to blame on the institute. Yeah. Oh, of course. So they have a meeting between all of the, you know, high ups in the institute and they decide that they're going to forbid anyone to research how these events would have happened. Because they don't want to be put in the middle of it in the media because they don't want the publicity. They don't want to be linked with these these disasters that So they happened. just don't yeah. want to know what happened because they don't want to be linked? Well, they don't want to research it because if they research it, then the media is going to pick it up. They're going to write stories and their name is going to be linked. And you know how people are. They're not going to read the whole story. <laughs> They're going to see disasters, MIT, and yeah, of immediately yeah. Mm-hmm. put it together. You're absolutely right, sadly. Right. But these group of students decide to form kind of like a fraternity mm-hmm. called the Technologists, and they're researching it in in secret. Oh, cool. So up to this point, this is about into the middle of the book that you get to this point, and it's extremely interesting. Then it takes a turn. <laughs> and all of this other weird stuff happens, and then they think that it's, you know, some kind of experimenter who's terrorizing Boston, and more disasters happen, and it's just kind of like one after the other after the other. Things that are just... Stupid? Not stupid, just... <laughs> you just have a look on kinda, your face. <laughs> well, they're not very believable. <laughs> and I, I think that books have a line, especially when you get to yep. suspense novels. And I think they didn't just cross it, they leaped over it. <laughs> I was waiting for them to talk about some kind of, you know, whipped cream accident and Shaggy and Scooby were going to come boogie boarding down the street, <laughs> run into the... The creepy villain in the hood that they're talking about in here and Velma's going to come rip his mask off and then explain it using science. <laughs> and oh, it God. didn't get any better. Oh, but like I said, sucks. up until about the middle of the book, I read this on CD. This was, you know, audio and it's, it's 15 CDs and it wasn't until CD about 11 that it started turning. <laughs> like, like, gosh, dang it, man. I already am 11 CDs into this thing. It, it, me... it might have been a little bit sooner, but it was, you know, about middle. And I was like, well, I'm not going to quit reading it now. It makes me wonder if A, the author has either written other books and was under deadline or B, tried to submit the first half of his book so that he could get a publisher, oh. got approved, and then was like, oh, shit, I actually have to finish this thing that See, I've been working I on for almost, 15 years. I was thinking... A similar thing. I was thinking like sometimes you have a really good idea, but you don't have an ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
So you, you build up, build up, build up, and then you're like, Ugh, what the hell am I going to do with this thing? Let's add some explosions! <laughs> right. Let's, let's add some explosions and have the main character leap over a 10-foot section of wall that's fallen down in the middle of the street and people are <gasps> dying and oh! But, I mean, and, like I said, I was really hoping that this was going to be more scientific than what it turned out to be. Yeah. Like, one of the disasters, the very first one, the one in the harbor with the compasses all going crazy, I thought that, you know, have you ever heard that, um, how compasses sometimes can have a false north? Mm -hmm. Like, if there's... Or deposit if yeah. there's yeah. large or deposit iron or yeah. Bermuda Triangle, right? Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, when you say that, or like the compass well, yeah, is going crazy, that's what the first thing I there think. There are of. precedents. Well, I thought it would be something to like that that would happen, or I mean, even if somebody created the false north, at least that's more believable than some of the other stuff that happened in the book. Oh, okay. So, and just I mean. The people in the frat were constantly, you know, on the brink of death and, you know, you over-dramatized. Know, it, yeah, <laughs> it was over-dramatized. And as somebody might really like this book. I, I mean, it's packed full of action after you get past the middle of the book. But I, I actually know a few people that really dig that kind of stuff. Most of them are... Of the male <laughs> persuasion. But if it's anyone who's going to question the reality of this book, somebody who has to have logic to the book. Somebody who actually thinks about. <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked about this before. Yeah, we have, I mean, yeah. there's some people that if it doesn't make sense in your head, then you're not going to like the book. Right. And this is one of the ones that it just didn't make sense in my head. And when I looked some of the stuff up, I couldn't couldn't prove it, it true yeah it wasn't a couple of things yeah that i wasn't sure about but some of the things you know it just wasn't believable yeah. and this right here is why i'm not finishing my book because <laughs> somebody will go well where the hell did she get that that's not even close to true <laughs> well when you're i talking fear about that i fear people going no that's that's not even plausible I just know. finish it <laughs> <laughs> When you're talking about aliens and substance that don't even exist on Earth, you can take that anywhere that you want to go. Yeah, that's true. Because it's not something. But if you have something that you're promoting as like a suspenseful tradition meets technology, you know. Then you have to at least be fiction. somewhat on point. Right. Because if the technology doesn't make sense, then... I don't... Yeah, there's got to be a little bit of logic. I'm one of those people... I'm not... Like, if... I'm going to look at the logic of it and not the A through Z. Like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, I know in chemistry that this really does this and right. that maybe... I'm not going to be that person. Right. I'm just going to be like, well, theoretically, this sounds cool, so I, I like this book. Right. But there's other people who sit there and know more about, like, biology and chemistry and... Well, yeah, I mean, and that's, that's the case with people who, like, I remember when we were watching uh, Frasier, for example, 
I would sit there and go, well, that doesn't happen in radio. <laughs> you don't do it that way. Yeah. That's not accurate. But, you know, it's it's television, so it's okay. You take liberties. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that's the case with a lot of fiction, but it depends on how many liberties you take yeah. and how bizarre they are. Definitely. Right. If it just goes off the road. Like I said, the second disaster that happens happens really, really early in the book. But... It's something that's extremely unbelievable, and when I tried to look it up to see if that kind of thing could actually happen, I couldn't find any proof where it could actually happen without killing everyone around (laughs) and not just doing what it did. Yeah. But that I kind of blew off because I was like, all right, well, they just need something horrific that they need to investigate. Suspension of disbelief. Right. So, you know, I just kind of put that off to the side, but then when all of this other stuff happened that just couldn't couldn't just didn't Hmm. yeah then it was kind of like okay guys what (laughs) the heck are we doing shaggy and scooby Mm -hmm. time to rip off the mask is (laughs) (laughs) is daphne gonna find in the uh, fall in the hole and the (laughs) glow in the dark ghost is gonna come capture her and fred's gonna have to come save the day with his ascot oh don't forget the ascot (laughs) and a box of scooby snacks right exactly because you gotta have the scooby snacks so what was the name again it was the technologists by matthew pearl Mm -hmm. hey matthew pearl i've read some stuff by him did you like him you know what um Trying to think of what I read by you Matthew read the Pearl. Dante's Club. I did. I read Dante's Club. I wrote. Sorry. I read that one. Was it any better than uh, this one? You know what? I, there was another one too that he read or that he wrote that I <laughs> I think I liked better than the what? I'm just reading this review and it's so right on. His that he only has three point five stars on Goodreads. Yeah, but see, I've read other stuff that had three you know, that had low reviews, and I've liked them. So this review says, I gave up on this boring, clanky, juddering, steampunk lit edifice of rusty clogs and leaking pipes when I read one character from MIT's first graduating class saying to another that their technologi- or technological age had an engineer engine but no engineer. <laughs> Mm. You know what? I read The Last Dickens and I really, 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 really liked that. Really? Yes. I really liked that. The Last Dickens was good and the Poe Shadow was okay. Hmm. The the Dante Club was okay. Well, you know, we've said before on here, you can love one book by an author and read another book by that author and absolutely hate it. I've done that before. Yeah. Good transition into my book, by the way. Oh, excellent. <laughs> take it. Take it and run. Okay, so uh, we've talked about the good thief a lot. About, about like, the what? The good or the book thief. Yes, yes. we loved uh, it. So Marcus Zusak is the author of that. And because I loved him so much in the book thief, I researched him. And he has several other books out. So the one that I actually read is I Am the Messenger. I don't know if you've oh. heard about that yet. No, I have <laughs> not. Um, it. It was actually written before he wrote The Book Thief, uh, so I was kind of worried about it. Mm-hmm. Plus, how can you write 
a book as amazing as the book thief and have anything that come even close to it. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. <laughs> sort of like, like writing. Sort of like st- when once you've written Stairway to Heaven, how do you follow that up? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But High he did a pretty amazing job. Um, so I think all of his books are going to be amazing. I'm going to continue reading them. But I am the messenger. Um, Okay, think about the book thief. He has everything from the perspective of death and how interesting that entire scenario was. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this one is from the perspective of the main character, kind of. I think it's technically third person. But they're just talking about the main character. Um, And he's like 19 years old. He lives in a relatively poor neighborhood. Um, He's got his own apartment and he has this dog. And I think the dog is like a basset hound. He's really big. He sheds a lot. Apparently, he smells horrendous because they mention that constantly within the book. And he drinks coffee. The dog drinks coffee and beer, I think. Well, my dog drinks beer. Yeah. Because my husband gives her beer. Your dog is adorable. And I'm going to play with her all night tomorrow. (laughs) But (laughs) um, so he has this small group of friends and he's a cab driver. And so one day he's going with one of his friends who has this awful car that breaks down everywhere it goes and half the time it doesn't start. They go it sounds like a car I have. (laughs) They go to the bank to deposit a check. Okay. And so they're sitting there at the bank and somebody tries to rob it while they're in there. And so they're on the ground, you know, uh, and him and his friend are arguing each other during this bank robbery. And the robber keeps telling them to, like, shut shut up, dude. Like, like shut up or I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> and so finally the robber needs to leave. He doesn't have a getaway car or the getaway car Didn't or driver leaves. <laughs> so he asks, he, like, steals the keys. Well, he asks for the keys and the main character hands him his best friend's keys to this car that Never doesn't start. work. So the robber leaves, gets in the car, and the car won't start, and the police show up. And so now he's a hero in this town. (laughs) And that's how the entire book starts. That's literally the first chapter, and it's pretty hilarious, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because the main character is so awkward. Well, then he goes home, and he uh, he checks his mail, and he has a playing card. I believe it's an ace in his mailbox with three names on it. How mysterious. And three addresses. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Who does that? Re- what, what does that remind you of, Ani? What addresses? Having mysterious names and addresses show up at your house. Um. <laughs> oh, um, dirty, dirty Dirt, jobs. A dirty job. Dirty yes. jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so he gets this card, and he's got these addresses, and he doesn't understand what it is. Um, so he's got this small group of friends. It's, I think, four people. And he asks them if they sent it to him, and they say no. And he doesn't know if to believe them or what's going on. So he finally decides, like, he's going to visit these places. And he thinks about it for a while. And he goes to the first house. And it's this horrible situation in which a woman is being raped every night like by her husband and he has to figure out how to stop it but he's terrified he's terrified that if he tries to stop it how does he find that out because he he, he just when he starts shocking stalking the house and he goes there trying to figure out like what he's supposed to do like who's in this house why it does he have this address and so he figures this out 
that the one of the guys that lives there is an alcoholic and he literally goes home and like beats his wife and beats and rapes his wife and there's a child that lives there too oh man so he's terrified so then he's freaking out like why does he have all of these addresses so he decides to go to the second house and it's this girl he starts following her and she's in high school i believe and every morning she wakes up at 5 a.m and goes to the racetrack she's a like track star and she runs and she always runs without her shoes and then the third person he goes because he doesn't know how to help these people yet so he goes to the third person's house and it's this old old lonely woman who has alzheimer's essentially and so he like has to figure out how to help all of these people and he does um in his own way he figures it out and he ends up like kind of saving their lives you know and then he finishes that he feels very proud of himself and he gets another card in the mail oh my god but this one doesn't have addresses on it it has names and he has to figure out who these names belong to like because you live in this huge city there's 30 people who have the same name he has to go figure out who he's supposed to be helping Hmm. and sometimes he has to hurt the person to help them Whoa. So then you get further into the book and he really wants to know, like, who's sending him these cards. Well, who wouldn't want to know that? Yeah. And so one day on his, I think it was his third card, maybe, maybe his second, he goes home and he, like, sees that there's somebody broke into his house, essentially. And then they, like, they, he sees them, like, they're eating his, I think, pizza. He calls it pie. So I think he's not... American, the author. Oh, he keeps calling it pie, and I'm like, well, they swear call they're pizza talking pie it pie in some. Yeah, so that's what I think. I think cities. they're well, eating I mean, pizza, yeah, like in New York, they call it a pie. Yeah, yeah. but like in his, so they're in, in his, his house p- eating his food from his freezer, and then they like beat him, and then oh. they leave, and he doesn't really know what's going on. He knows their names at this point, but they he keeps ask, trying to ask them like. And he's a smart ass to them. <laughs> like, while they're, like, kicking his ass, he wants to know, like, who's, well, like, what's going on? Why am I getting these? And they won't tell him. They leave. So then he, like, in total, he gets four cards. Um, he meets a lot of amazing pizza. And throughout the well, entire... Did he just say he, meet, he meets a lot, a lot of amazing pizza? People. <laughs> he did. He did say pizza. Well, he eats pizza, too. Anyways. <laughs> I think Nicole is hungry. <laughs> but uh, there's also a small like love story going on because one of his best friends is a girl who he's been friends with a long time. Um, so he's he wants to like be romantically involved with her, but she's not interested in him. Like the friend, oh, he's friend in the zone. friend zone, mm-hmm. and so that's going on throughout the entire thing. His mom's an asshole to him the entire book, and. Actually, part of one of his cards, they find out, like, uh, he reminds her of his, her fa- his father, so uh, she doesn't like him, uh, which is weird. And then, so it's, like, this entire story, and then you get to the ending, and you're like, that's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's just don't this, tell us what the ending I, is. I can't. Yeah, I'm not going to say the ending, but, and there's a lot of stuff, like, I left out. There's a lot of little stories in there, and you're just like, man... Like, this guy is a great writer. That's, a, like, an amazing story. Hmm. That would never happen, but you're just like, holy shit. 
I can't believe this just happened. <laughs> Seriously, I finished this like two nights ago and it was a great. It was great. It sounds Sweet. good. It sounds really it good. It actually makes me want to go right out right now and read it. <laughs> the, did you say the, what is it called again? The Messenger? I am the Messenger. I am the Messenger. By Marcus Zuzak? Yeah, Marcus Zuzak, author of The Book Thief. Sorry, I'm reading over your shoulder over here. Oh, you're good. You're good. But I'm, I, I'm gotta, a backseat reader. I got to go figure out what other things he's written because... Isn't I love it funny him. how you do that? I, I do the very same thing. If, if I find a book that I like, I immediately go out and find... More stuff that that author... Yeah. I so don't do that. <laughs> I'm well, lucky if I can remember the author's name. I guess name. it depends on how much I love it. N- Neil Stevenson, that's definitely the case yeah. with him. I've I've read so many of those books, and so far I haven't hated any of... Well, no, that's not entirely true. I did sort of hate one, but... <clears throat> Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I will have to say, started my new job this week. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! And I already have one person talking about reading the book. <gasps> well, good for you. Well, we have, it's amazing the transformation in our workplace in the last six months, eight months. How long has mm-hmm. it been? No, I guess it's been about a year now, almost a year, even though we haven't actually been putting the podcast out that long. Yeah, we did yeah. start initially with the idea and recording preliminary stuff in May. Right. And Practice. Yeah. I know Taryn's already talked to me about like how she wants to come back immediately. I know. Kelly was yeah. talking about it again. We, we get daily people. A lot of our guests. All of the people that have been on the show want to come back. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about it, which is kind of cool because that was the whole point of doing the show in the first place mm-hmm. was to get people to talk about books. Right. And I feel vindicated. But one of the, the <clears throat> lady that that I work with now that's talking about reading a book. Remember the picture that we took with all the picture, all the books from. Yeah. From when we went to the library sale. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's one of the books in that picture. Oh, really? She saw that book and she's like, she's like, that's not one I've read by that author. And I'm like, well, I still have that book. I haven't donated it to the library yet. I can bring it to you. So she's sweet. She's thinking about. Well, you'll have to let us and... know what she thinks. I will. It's Maybe one she... of the Dean Koontz books. Oh. She likes Dean Koontz. Who doesn't like Dean Koontz? I do. Now, I've read a couple of his that I did not like. He, well, he's a, he's one of those writers that, that is so prolific that it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He has written so many books that just... The theory of, of odds says some of them have to suck because there are right. so many of them. Well, they might be good for some people. It's just, it was too, it wasn't, you know, some of his books have like, what do I want to say? Ghost, ghosty well, qualities. He, he, you're right. He, he does tend to go in several different directions and just depending on where he's going, that depends on where you want to follow him. Right. Mm-hmm. And the book that I didn't like, and I actually quit reading this one, it, it, was, it was a good book, but it was just too creepy. It could, because it was about like, um, like a killer, like a serial killer who's killing these people. And, but the way that he's killing him, I can't remember the name of the book. It's called like The Husband or something. I, I told you about it when uh, I read it. I can see the cover of it right now. And... I just, it was too... Too creepy. It was too creepy. It was like the kind of thing that was 
going to give me nightmares. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I have to. I was kind of wanting to know how it ended. And then I didn't want to know how it ended at the same time. It's like I wanted to know the character's story, but I didn't want to read about him yeah, murdering people. And just. There are definitely books like that where there are subjects we, we just don't go there. Yeah, it's probably a book Nicole would like. She likes to read about, seri- <laughs> about you know, true life crimes. That's true. And I, this was this wasn't one that had any kind of, you know, hmm. ghost. What am I? What word am I looking for? Not ghost, but paranormal. 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 There you go. Didn't have any paranormal um, qualities to it at all. Mm-hmm. That's good because I hate paranormal stuff. Yeah, I know you do, but. <laughs> Well, each to his own, girls. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the whole point, is that there are so many different types of things that are available out there. That's what makes it cool, is that you can just dive into whatever you feel like at the minute. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going next. I mean, well, truthfully, I have read Stephen King's The Dark Tower series. And I didn't love it as much as everybody else that has ever read it and thinks it's freaking fabulous. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, self, maybe you should give that another crack. So you're going to give it another crack? This time, try it in audio. Well, I I got the first one (laughs) and I'm already rolling my eyes. Mm, Just not your favorite? I'm just not into it. I don't... And I know what a Stephen King fan you are. Yeah, but it's not anything like anything he's done. And it's and it's not, I don't know. I'm still I don't, looking all over the place for Bag of Bones. Isn't Bag of Bones the one you said that was about ghosts? Yeah. I, uh, isn't that the one I read? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want the hard copy, I have it. Okay, you well, let me it. finish this one about the Princess <clears throat> of Wales, which I'll probably review next week. I'll help you with that. I know you like that one. I love her. You should see this big old grin on Nicole's face. I bought uh, this book. It was on um, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of the discounted like bestsellers, and mm-hmm. it's called The Nest. Oh, Heather read that. She, she was gonna. She was when we first started talking about the podcast. She said, "I'm. J- I just finished this book called The Nest, and oh, if if I come on, I won't review that then next I'll, week. Well." Heather, we can never get her with her schedule. I'll see. Maybe I'll talk to her and see if I can Make sure that she doesn't. So you don't step on some toes. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I've only read like 10%. Well, this was like six months ago that she said that. So I'm sure she's read a book since then. I also downloaded Brave New World because I finally finally found it for (laughs) $1.99. Excellent. Because we both read it. Did Did you? No, I haven't read Brave haven't New read World. Brave, Brave New World? I heard it was no. dirty. For some reason, I feel like somebody sort in of. high school told it me it was dirty. It definitely had some dirty parts in it. But, <laughs> I mean, I liked it because of when it was written and the subject matter and how creepily Didn't prophetic. Didn't you, you that, right? Brave New World? I don't think so. Did you not? Okay. <clears throat> I also have, I don't know, a bunch of stuff that you guys recommended on my list. Well, I have no idea where I'm going to go next. I got a whole bunch of books that are coming in. They're just coming in like crazy. I just finished another one today called Christine Falls, mm-hmm. which is a really good mystery. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll review that next week. We'll see if anything else comes up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be probably down to one book a week now because I can't exactly read a 
or listen to a book at work when I'm learning a new job. That's that very doesn't true. work. Yeah, that's very true. So, but I have, I'm going to have to get another audio book for my car. And then I have that hard, hard book, actual book that I'm going to have to buckle down and finish reading this week. <laughs> you know, the only thing that sucks about technology is like when I buy a book uh-huh. on my Kindle. Apparently, I my Amazon says I have three Kindle devices. Oh, no. And I only have two. So it's sending some of my books to this unknown oh, Kindle God, device, no. and i got to figure out like where it's going. Okay, well, you you need to go into your Amazon account and tell it which Kindle device you want it sent to each and every time you download well, one. Here's the thing. I think for some reason my cell phone has two Kindle apps downloaded, and one of them doesn't work. And that's where oh. it's going. So, but I have like my newest ones, and that's... I got to figure out eventually how to like undownload the other one. Hmm. Well, you could know. just delete both of them and start over. That's well, true. if she doesn't have the i if she doesn't have the icon on her phone, how are you going to uninstall it? Uh, that's a question for tech support. Yeah. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? Yes. <laughs> because at some that point for me earlier. <laughs> at some point my uh Kindle thing wouldn't work at all. Anyways, hmm. I'll figure it out eventually. I hate technology, though. Oh, I love technology. It's freaking awesome. Okay, girls, next week, I don't know if we're going to have a guest next week or not, but they are clamoring, I'm telling you. People mm-hmm. are cl- Wait, are you going to be gone next week? Didn't you say something well, about... Well, I, I thought about taking today off work, and then I never got around oh, to that. Oh, okay. And no, I think next week's going to be rainy, so I'm probably not going to take next week off either. Okay. Okay. Well, we we uh, we have had a lot of requests for guests lately, but I don't know if we're actually going to take one on or what. I do have a very ill family member, and I might have to. Yeah, you might want to talk gone. to Kelly and see if she yeah, can Kelly, do your part. Yep. Or well, Nicole knows how to do it too, right? Yeah. Kind of. Kind yeah, of. we'll figure it out. Okay. <clears throat> well, you know that I'm not even going to pretend I know how to do that. <laughs> That All is those so far above technical things beyond me. It's well, terrifying if you've never done it before. I, I am remember the radio goddess it. here, people. Come on now. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right. Anything else we need to talk about before we sign off for the night? It is St. Patrick's Day, so there is a pint of Guinness awaiting my arrival right now as we speak. <laughs> if I can make it to the liquor store before we close, <laughs> before it closes. <laughs> Because we live in a stupid neighborhood where the liquor store closes at like... Doesn't it close at nine? Yeah. You better drive I know. Down. Okay. We got to hurry That's the whole it. state. I know. There's a whole okay. state. Well, she said neighborhood. I was like, wait a second. Oh, I don't know. Yep. We better hurry. All right. That Guinness isn't going to buy itself. You better wrap it up. Yeah. All right. I guess that's going to do it for... Three Book Girls. <laughs>